Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Positivity. Hi, welcome to the Positivity Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Leslie Gilchrist. Leslie Gilchrist is an ice skating instructor that helps people and coaches them to become the best that they can be in ice skating. We talk about motivation, mindset, energy, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hi, Leslie. How are you doing? Nice to uh, have you on the podcast. It's awesome to finally be here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Um, it's good to, you know, touch base and reconnect properly again. I um, I thought, like, we could talk about, to begin with, like, because um, you do, like, ice skating. You have, like, a pastor doing, like, ice skating. And I saw your video, actually, recently. It's pretty amazing. And you, you said something like you haven't done it in a while, but you still, like, made it look like you've done it all your life. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. It hasn't been all my life, but it's been... Let's see, I took 15 years off of skating. So I, I started skating when I was older anyway. Um, I did dance as a young kid. I did tap dance. I was a nerd. And wow. then got into skating when I was like 12 years old. I hated it. I actually hated it initially. And my mom loved it. And she bribed me to going and going with her. And uh, I went once. And I was like, hey, yeah. that sucked. Let's never do that again. And uh, <laughs> she goes, no, no, no. We, we got to go. Just go with me one more time. And my parents were broke at the time. And so I said, all right, mom, you give me a skating skirt and white skates and I'll go. And I was like, they're not buying anything. So I'm, I'm scot-free out of this one. I think I was 11 years old at the time. And uh, my dad worked at a sporting goods store and somebody just happened to return a pair of skates that they had to throw out my size that were white. And my mom took one of my skirts and just like chopped it off and hemmed it up. And she was like, look, skating skirt and skates. And I was like, oh, oh really (laughs) fine I'll go and I ended up falling in love with it and so I did that from 
I started competing when I was 12 years old. So I was an old lady in skating already. Did that through high school and then um, not much in college because it's expensive and I was a broke college student. So mm. took 15 years off, got back into it a little bit. But the video you're talking about, I, I used to spin, like I loved spinning. And so uh, I thought I'd go out and try again, but it's different now. Like I get so dizzy, but it, yeah, it was fun. So hopefully I'll be able to get into it some more and, and find that happiness, find my happy place on the ice again. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Because I, I saw the video and it's like you spun around like really fast, like ran around. And <laughs> it, made, it made me kind of feel funny like watching it because I, I imagine myself doing that. And um, I suppose you probably do get used to it. I suppose you just kind of have a point to focus on when you spin around. So everybody actually deals with it differently. And that's kind of the cool thing about, about human nature is everyone, you know, we could all be doing the same spin, but we're all going to deal with it differently. So like there's a kid that I teach and he rolls his eyes back in his head when he spins and it kind of freaks me out, <laughs> but it works for him. Other yeah. people close their eyes. Some people look down. I let my eyes blur because I have, I have bad eyes anyway, so I can let them blur and everything kind of just goes away. Mm. Um, but it's, it's definitely weird. And since having kids, it's changed so much too. So I can do mm. certain spins, but if like I do what's called a layback spin and I tilt my head back when I spin, I get nauseous like that. Like, <laughs> like I'm that old lady on the ice. I'm like, oh, oh, oh wow. we're done with those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, with the spinning and stuff, you do get used to it. The human body is incredible like that. It really is. Yeah, it's, I suppose you adapt and you just adjust to like certain situations, don't you? And uh, it's like kind of like probably muscle memory in some way. You just kind of get back into that routine of it. I, I remember yeah. when I first did ice skating years ago and the place where I did it, they gave you these crappy ice skates and they were like, they're like made of plastic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and I remember, yeah, like really cheap ones. And I remember that, like you're, you're skating around and I remember when I finished, I, like, I was covered in blisters. <sighs> and um, you see other kids, you know, like flying around in these expensive ice skates, like flying around backwards and stuff. And it's, yep. uh, it's a lot of discipline. It is a lot of discipline. I was actually talking to one of my students, uh, God, this week, I think it was. And they were working on something and they're like, I was just doing this and it was fine. I, you know, I could do it just fine the other day. And I said, stop, time out. The coolest thing about ice skating is you'll never be perfect. It is mm. impossible to be like the best and perfect because you may have the most points in a program, but somebody else over here can do something else better. I said, and mm. in skating, you're going to be able to do something amazing one day. And for the next three months, you're not going to be able to do it because it is such a finite sport how can i literally have lost every possibility of having a job and becoming to this guy in case you haven't figured it out this guy was literally a pimp looking for women and yeah. what, what in the world am i doing here and i began to panic and i must have like zoned out because the next thing i remember was this guy like literally snapping me out of my thoughts saying you know how much you're supposed to charge right and i'm like i don't know <laughs> like literally what do you charge like i don't know and that just literally panicked me. I was thinking, how in the world like, do I get out of this? Like, I had never felt so ashamed. I've never felt so alone. I've never felt so disgusted. I just literally had no idea what to do, just stood there panicking. And I was like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And it was like, he kind of got into my mind because I was thinking I can't do this. And he's like, what choice do you have anyway? And he was right because I literally, people like me didn't have any choice but to work for him. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, but I can't do this. How can this be my choice, mm. my only choice? And then 
like one more thought crossed my mind. It was like, how in the world do I get out of this? How in the world do I get out of this? And in that moment, like it was as if, like I can, I can hear your voice. Something within me said, this is not who you're supposed to be. You're meant for so much more. And I'm like, I don't know who or what that is, but I want to believe that more than anything in this life. So I literally grabbed onto that and that gave me what I needed to run out of that room into the freezing cold Soho Street in London. And cold air had never felt so amazing. I still had no money, had no plans, had nothing, but just knowing within me that I was meant for more. And literally following that voice, I've come to know that voice as the voice of God, guided me. I was able to get back in the school system, graduate with my first class degree from my uni in Wales, went to Cambridge, traveled around the world, representing Cambridge as their vice president. This kind of catapulted my career. I became one of the best in my industry and literally built this mind-blowing career you know, met and married the love of my, my life, had two incredible kids. And I say all of that to say, not how special I am, because I believe we are all that special. Mm. They, nothing is impossible. Literally, when that guy said to me, what choice do you have anyway? In the natural, he was right. People like me didn't have any choice but to kind of keep digging into rock bottom until they end up mm. dead somewhere, right? But nothing is impossible. And I chose to believe that voice that said this is not who you're meant to be you're meant for so much more and this has been the foundation that built everything on so later on i went on to um you know have my first daughter we were living in norway at the time i've lived all over the world but we happen to be living in norway and it's an amazing place to be if you're a woman having kids i wish everybody had this right um we get like one year off um on maternity which is amazing but i was (laughs) one, one year paid so I was this busy, like, you know, executive flying around the world with IBM, that's the company I worked for at the time, and I loved it. And then I was suddenly from this high-flying sales executive to this stay-at-home mom for a year. And to the outside world looking in, I had everything. I had the man, I had the house, I had the baby, I had everything, but I was miserable. And I remember thinking, oh my God, like, how am I going to survive this year? And I know it sounds so ungrateful, but I think any new mother who's like sleep deprived will kind of get what I, where I'm going mm, with it. Mm. So I remember like being one night up in the, in the bathroom, like literally just thinking, God, I feel so ungrateful. I should be grateful, but I, I, I am grateful, but not really. I need a miracle. I need something. Mm. And um, I prayed for a miracle. And literally I, I, I get, I've got this divine download, you know, study, go do some part-time studies. Mm. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, 10, 15 hours part-time study, get some adult simulation, conversation, whatever. And then mm. you can spend the whole year, you know, looking after your baby, loving her and then studying. I thought, yeah, perfect. And that night I went to bed feeling like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Woke up the next day. I'd never seen a Facebook ad in my life. I didn't even know mm. such a thing existed. I saw my first Facebook ad ever saying, do you have 10, 15 hours a week for part-time studies? I was like, yeah. Do you mm. like helping people? Yeah. Do you want to be a transformational coach? I'm like, what is that? And I basically mm. clicked on it. Long story short, spent my maternity leave studying on this program, which is a year-long program of becoming a transformational coach, pull in all your experiences to help people really achieve their goals, you know, you mm. know, life coaching. And for me, I've taken that same philosophy um, that stuck with me since that day, that night in Soho. Anything is, anything is possible for you, nothing is impossible. So kind of a long-winded way to tell you that I feel like, you know, what I'm doing right now, there wasn't a, a big strategy. I really mm. believe I was divinely guided. And I really believe that anyone who's looking for it, that divine guidance is there. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. I think, I mean, that's such an incredible, you know, story from what you said. And, you know, how, how, it's, how it's possible to, you know, change your life around and, 
turn your life around in in a split second if you you know choose to and how you know anything's possible and how you know you you was in that situation at home where you know you wasn't happy and you know you're going through all these different things but you know you decided to you know make that shift make that change and you know move move out and get out of that situation to better yourself and yeah i think like you know to to be where you're at now and you know everything that you kind of come through is like you know really motivational and i think like it just shows you that there is a way out there is a way to you know make make a, a change and make a difference in your life mm-hmm. and that you know you can flip that around and you know use that you know you're using that experience you know to, as well to help other people and i think that's you know priceless isn't it to what's up and just doing 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 and then we kind of think to ourselves you know we kind of don't think about the past or we don't always reflect sometimes but until you like you reflect like you said you can kind of see how far you've come um you know whether whether that's fitness or whether that's you know doing like certain content um on you know the internet you can kind of see how you how far you've grown and stuff and I think it's important to do that, isn't it? It's important to do that. It's important to do a gratitude list as well. Absolutely. Especially with all the kind of extra craziness that seems to be going on lately. It's yeah. so easy to get caught up in the negative. And that's how human brains are, are made, right? We, we pay mm. attention to the negative. Like it, it, it creates this huge space in our brain because it's a survival mechanism to pay attention to those kind of things. But that means we have a tendency to neglect the positive, but those positives are so important for our, just our daily health and our happiness and our productivity and everything in mm. between. So yeah, if we just take that minute to, to literally, I do it in my calendar because um, that paper's always right there in front of me with all my to-dos for the day. And I just, you know, a couple things, hey, this day, this is what happened. I'm grateful for this. And some days I'm just like, I'm grateful that I'm writing here and I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. right? I'm grateful yeah. the day is done and yeah. that's okay that is okay because it still takes you out of that negative moment. And I don't know how it is over there, but like our media over here is all about negativity. Mm. Everything's about negativity. And so people who get sucked into that, it's, it's intense. It's really intense. So yeah, taking that time to, to be mindful about your positive moments, mm. a huge difference every day. Yeah, no, no, exactly. I think that's, that's really important what you said. And I think like, you know, the, it's, it's being aware of, you know, what you're thinking and what you're feeling, isn't it? It can be difficult because there's so much going on around, there's so much kind of going on, you know, in our heads, et cetera. Um, but I think that with the news, especially, you know, like being careful what kind of news you look at. Um, the thing is that, that we have like, you know, the wide kind of spread news, like the BBC, you know, is mm-hmm. one of the biggest ones, you know, oh, it's yeah. even in the States, I think. Yeah, it uh, is. BBC, uh, we have Sky News, uh, you know, there's many others, but we have like also local news as well, like local area news. And sometimes I watch it and it annoys me because I'm like, is that even news? There was like, yeah, there was one where they, they pulled down a bridge. There was like a, a crossover bridge that you walked over yeah. from one part of the road to the next. And, and it was taken down. And there was like a massive article on it. And I'm like, is that even news? They're just taking <laughs> a walk, just taking off a walkway bridge from the road. Like, and they made 15 minutes on the news. And I'm like, there's, there's surely more important things happening out there. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's a good sign though. Maybe that's the sign that there's nothing else going on. 
Yeah. It's better well, than, hey, there was a double homicide at like, you know, McDonald's last night, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll totally take, they took the walking bridge down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was That's just like, this funny. is, I was like, this is really strange. It's really like a really British news kind of like thing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the news and the media is really powerful because I think it influences how how you think and how you feel and how you behave and uh, especially with the coronavirus thing because we had we have these uh monthly or weekly announcements from the prime minister and he would talk about the coronavirus situation and what's happening and it's very strict and it's very firm it's very like quite can be quite well, that work mm. i had literally god guide me when i didn't even know what coaching was as my coach yeah and there is something more. I mean, maybe mm. your listeners might not resonate with this, but it really is true, um, mm. whether you believe in God or not. Because if you look at it scientifically, everything, mm. everything, like you, me, my laptop I'm using right now, your phone, whatever, mm. all is made up of atoms. Atoms are literally the building block of our world, right? The mountain, yeah. stuff, everything. And if you look at atoms, which are the building block of everything, there's a part of the atom that you can physically see and there's a part of the atom that you can't see. You know, there's kind of space or energy around mm. this. And if you look at the size comparisons of those, you know, the part you can see versus the part mm. you can't see, the part you can see, let's say that's the size of a peanut, the part mm. of the atom that you can't see is the size of like a football stadium, like baseball, Premier League football stadium, whatever. It's huge. So 99.99999% of what all of us are made up of is empty space or more accurately energy this is scientific fact so there is so much more to life than what the eye can see is that point mm. so if anybody's kind of going around thinking oh yeah there's nothing more than you know what i can see you're so mistaken you know mm. seeing is not believing as we tend to say you know i've come to know that believing is seeing because you know this peanut size thing of what you can see if you focus on that, it's kind of negating the fact that there's all this possibility. So I like mm. to say to my clients, you know, when they come and say, oh, but this, but this, but this, I'm like, this is peanut thinking. Let's tap into possibilities because you meet everything. There's like so much. And the more mm. you can kind of go away, if you don't like what you're seeing in the peanut, you can access, you know, through, I like to call it spirituality, you know, accessing God's help into something mm. else with possibilities and call that forth into what you can see. So, yeah. There is so much more, so much yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. And I think like, it's like, you know, um, you know, law of attraction and energy and, you know, kind of how the universe works, isn't it? You know, like, I think if you sometimes focus on the bad, you'll kind of attract the bad. And, you know, like if you think negatively or positively, and like you said, there's, there's, there's far much out there than what we can kind of see. And that, you know, it's all about, you know, energy, isn't it? Like you kind of, if you're around certain people, you know, people are on different vibrations. And I think oh. like what you, what you said about being in that place around those kind of people, you know, if you, you know, you're doing drugs and things like this, you, you know, you're on a certain vibration and you're going to, going to be attracting those people. And I think that that's one of the key things about, you know, being around the right people, isn't it? I think that's something that I've learned. I mean, I, I was, I was around the wrong people at school um, yeah. doing certain things, uh, you know, getting involved in fights and things like that and and um you know trying to please people as well and i think when you're caught up in that loop you can't really see it until you kind of come out of it or 
yeah. or sometimes something has to happen for you to kind of wake up like for me it's falling through a roof so, wow so, uh, <laughs> oh my so, god so that give you a wake up call <laughs> yeah yeah so but yeah i fell for a skylight on a, on a roof and um that's how i had ptsd later on but so i mean some things shouldn't happen for people to kind of take a step back and, and, and look at their lives and sometimes it is those kind of like crazy scenarios that make you really think and i think like for you as well you know being in that scenario where you could have just been sucked into that horrible situation but but do you know what I mean? through that scenario you took a step back and you really kind of thought about it yeah absolutely and my, my heart goes out to you my goodness that must have just been so traumatizing for you and your loved ones but yeah you're right you know Sometimes when something sort of shocking happens, I think we have a choice, you know, I don't think it automatically happens that, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to fall through mm. the roof and then suddenly I'm going to, you know, make my life better. You know, we always have a choice. Like, do I let this consume me or do I kind of go for something better, right? I mm. have a choice to either just believe what looks like the truth or do I go for something better? And I think I'm hoping that people don't find themselves in extreme situations like both you and I have been through mm -hmm. because you can actually make that decision without having a big drama. And in fact, that's a big part of my message right now. Like, yeah, please yeah. don't wait for like some yeah. big earth shattering thing to happen for you to choose and live your best life, regardless of what's going on in the economy, regardless of what's going on, you know, in the world. I'm not belittling the fact that people have lost their lives. My heart goes out to every single person who has lost their mm -hmm. life. You know, it's so, so real. Mm -hmm. this painful this is scary but I also know that we all have a choice um, and there really is no need to be afraid and I think one powerful thing to begin to attract the right sort of um, people to attract the right sort of things to help you on your way is the power of a vision you know and sometimes when I say oh you know what's your vision I ask people what's your vision people think oh I don't know and you know my vision what's my purpose I don't know and it doesn't have to be some big groundbreaking thing either. Like when I ran out of that room, my biggest vision was, I don't want that, you know, I yeah. don't want to, you know? And of course you need a bigger vision to kind of create bigger things, but you've got to start somewhere. So sometimes, yeah. you know, it might just be, what is the very next step? And um, I then like to ask people as well, like if anything was possible, what would you do? Because right now, like, you know, so many things have happened. People have had one thing after the next, after the next, after the next, after the next happen to them. And they've just been beaten down by 2020. And even before 2020, in my case, so many things were going wrong. And it can be so easy to be like, oh, I just want to survive and stay. And I just want to survive as a vision. And that might be okay to get you to run out of the room like I did. But I think to really thrive and create this kind of life that is just mind-blowing, regardless of what's going on, it's so important to have a clear vision of who you want to be and where you want to go. Because once you have that in mind, you know who's not good for it. So for me, you know, one thing that happened when I ran out of that room, I was like, okay, yes, I, I don't have to do this. And I was like, okay, now what? I'm like freezing. I have nowhere to go. Like, mm. now And I was like, you know, the, the next kind of vision I got, was to learn and I'm like learn 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 I'm like the whole night I was pondering what does learn mean and mm. it just so turned out I don't know if they still do this right but at that time this was years ago decades ago now but at that time you know when you're kind of applying for uni um all the good students everybody kind of said okay get they give you these results you've got to get before they let you into uni so I dropped out I didn't get my results um but there's a a process called clearing so when all the good students who got all the, res the results kind of got their university places there's some spaces left for that the universities want to fill so if you haven't got your results you can go through this process called clearing to be offered a space and it just so happened at that time when i was here and learn learn i'm like what is learn 
I happened mm. to walk past a newspaper stand and realize, oh, clearing, you can actually phone up. And even if you don't have grades, you might be able to get into uni. So that was my next vision of like, okay, I've got to get back into the school system. And the more you kind of keep some sort of vision mm. in front of you of what you're working towards, then you know who is good for it and who can help you on it and who is not so good for it. Mm. So as I began to realize, okay, my vision, my next thing is to go learn. I quickly knew that these people that are gonna come and take me to these interviews are not the people for this vision. And then you've got to, already you talked about energy, you talked about vibration. I was in the vibration of I'm rising out of this, I'm rising out of this, I don't care what it takes, I'm rising out of it. Anybody else at who's like, oh, let's just get high, let's go. You know, that is a different vibration and I wasn't available for it. So there's something about, um, like we're talking about energy and so much about what you can't see. To the, to the naked eye, I was still this person who was this low life, but in the energy realm, I was like this, rising. Mm -hmm. And as you say, as you're rising, the people who are not on that level, who, and this is not to belittle them or to judge them because I was once one of those people, but they're just not, they're not for that vision. They're not for who you're meant to be. Mm. So I think, um, just being aware that of this energetic world and um, that whole dynamic as well that's happening beyond what the eye can see is so powerful. And we talked about the law of attraction. We talked about, you know, you're attracting, mm. you know, some of these things. I do kind of understand that these laws exist, but I also think something I've come into, some understanding I've come into quite recently is that a lot of that, there's so much truth in it. Like you kind of, you do attract, you know, when you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you know, things continue to go wrong because you keep, ah! It just spirals. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you have the good vibes, you have the gratitude, and you know, things spiral. There's so yeah. much there's truth in that. But I think even beyond all of that, um, there is almost another level I'm discovering because I'm always learning. There's mm. another level I'm discovering of almost it's not my responsibility. I don't know how I can put this. So it is my responsibility to choose my energy. It's my responsibility to raise my vibration. If mm, I'm mm. In myself. It's my energy to kind of be in gratitude because I believe that connects me to God and connects me to all the goodness that is there for me. But there comes a time where, where I'm kind of sensing that the law of attraction and all of these um, theories almost put it all on your shoulders to mm. kind of achieve it. So if you don't stay high vibe enough, then you don't kind of attract what is meant for you. And mm. I think no, that's not a responsibility for me to carry because actually... Mm. Yes, of course, I'm going to do all of these things to stay in a high vibe and do all of that. But God's going to bless me. You know, God, I received my, my biggest blessings sometimes when I wasn't in a high vibe state because mm. God blessed me. So I wanted to, I've come into the understanding that yes, some of that is very, very true, but it's not all on my shoulders like those laws suggest because mm. actually my most amazing breakthroughs have come through when I'm just like, God, I need a man. Mm. And I haven't mm. been in a high vibe state that, you know, these... Um, yeah laws suggest that you need to be so that's yeah. kind of the new evolution of my thinking around it i'm saying there's, there's a lot of truth in it for sure but yeah i don't take the aspect of it that puts it all on my shoulders because i've seen that many many times where actually i'm like my energy is low i surrender i need your help i need a miracle yeah enough so i don't know is this making sense i feel like yeah 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 no 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 it makes it makes <laughs> no it makes no it makes perfect sense i i i, I can relate to that and i think there's there's a whole um, there's a whole kind of like kind of stig stigma I say stigma but there's a whole kind of like you know thing about like law of attraction and like you said there are there are core things in it that you know are real um, but I think like you said you don't have to always be in that kind of state to kind of use it and I think sometimes like you said in uncomfortable situations or you know if we feel a certain way things can kind of open up for us so 
it's not like you have to always be in that vibe you know yeah. like i think you know we have to kind of give us ourselves a break sometimes because we are human beings and yeah. you yeah. are going to have days that aren't the same as you know the other days yeah um, which kind of like alleviates that pressure i find as well um yeah, yeah. It's not, we're human shoulders were never meant to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders and mm. be the one that kind of is responsible for manifesting any and mm. everything. Because yeah. I don't, there was nothing I did in that room in Soho going to interview mm. that kind of job to attract the biggest breakthrough of my life. So mm. if it was up to me, like that wouldn't have happened. So there's a lot of truth, but I think the whole personal responsibility of like, no, I don't, I don't receive that. I really do agree what you're saying about something higher you know i call my god because he's mm. literally to me I, this is not even people say oh how can you believe in a god like it's so stupid i'm like well it may be stupid but literally i could i could talk to you for, for weeks about mm. my personal breakthroughs of how you know when you break when you're breaking through from addiction for example like i was mm. smoking i don't know how many cigarettes a day at mm. that time when i went to uni still puffing away you know going to lectures yeah. and <laughs> i remember just i remember one day like you know god will meet you where you are at right i remember literally smoking away thinking oh my gosh like just come from this lecture in the university of wales at this point i'm like walking around just thinking oh my gosh like i didn't have any money to buy cigarettes like god if you're real why would you even let me smoke this is something i chose to do right just smoking away. I said, God, if you're real, why would you even let me smoke? Anyway, went, uh, went along with my day. And then the next day, I remember just, you know, going around, just thinking, there's something really different about today. Mm. I don't know what it is. And the whole day, I'm like, there's something different about today. And it was only until I was walking home from school, the very same spot that I had said, oh, God, if you're real, why would you let me smoke? I walked past someone who just happened to blow some cigarette smoke out of their mouth. And I realized, I haven't touched a cigarette today. And literally, it was in the instant I said, why would you let me smoke, that the addiction left me. And that was a miracle. And I've had so many things like that happen to me that I'm just like, okay, you're real. Like, you're so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. 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 God, this... you, now my prayers are more respectful, but that was the level I prayed at because that's yeah. who I was. So. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, I think like, you know, it, there are there are other you know avenues you know you can tap into, isn't there? And I think you know like, like with energy and spirituality and you know higher power, I think there's there is definitely something there because it's like how how, how else do you uh, explain you know what what kind of went on for you? And I think you know sometimes some people have to kind of experience it themselves to kind of like you know go okay well I believe that. Um, yeah, you know, I've I've had I won't get too much into it, but I've had um, you know spiritual things happen where i've picked up on things and i explain it to people and they they kind of don't understand but sometimes people have to kind of experience it themselves i think you know to then realize but i think it's definitely real um as well like um with with your profile like you've been featured in um huffington, huffington post and success magazine and thrive global like did you ever think that you know that that would ever happen <laughs> I didn't even know what those were. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Like, like, no, you know, it's so funny. I contribute to those, um, I'm a contributor to those uh, on an ongoing basis still with Thrive Global. And um, it's mind-blowing. And to me, this is, this is a scripture I love in the Bible that says God's able to do infinitely, abundantly above all you mm. can ask, think, imagine. And, you know, if I think of that girl who ran out of that room, like, all I, you know, was dreaming about was like, oh, how do I, you know, pay for the next mm. day to survive, right? Mm. That was a level of dreaming I was at. So to be featured in somebody's amazing publication, it wasn't even, I wasn't, 
anywhere near the frequency to dream that. And mm. I think that anybody, like, like I say, we're all that special. You know, whatever it is that would be so amazing for you to achieve in your career, it's possible for you. And it doesn't have to be this kind of, oh, it sounds a bit, you and I have been talking about all this spirituality. It sounds so kind of yeah. But I think this is something that you can bring into your every single yeah. day to achieve whatever it is you would want to achieve. You're more, that thing. So mm. if you're feeling held back by what's going on right now, if you're feeling like, oh my goodness, when's the pandemic going to be over? When are you going to go back to normal? Well, I think everybody can see we're not going back to normal. You can start, um, you know, seeing, okay, how can I thrive? How can I go from beyond surviving? You can get tools and I have loads of free tools, by the way, just reach out and share them with you. That you can mm. use, start accessing divine guidance for your current situation. Because right. I think a lot of the time people struggle to have these mind blowing things, whether it's like, you know, publications that you never dream about, you know, contributing to them. Where right. do I begin from where I'm right now? And it's quite simple, just getting divine guidance and then really using your, your skills, your, mm. everybody's the best in the world at something, right? So mm -hmm. discover what is it I'm the best in the world at and really applying that divine guidance in the best mm. possible way for who you are. That's literally what I help people do. So access mm. these kind of mind-blowing ideas that are kind of out there, given the mm. current situation, and then using the tools that you have, we all have, to mm. bring them to life in a way that you only are designed to do. That's mm. so powerful, it's so available to every single one of us. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, like you said, we've all kind of got the tools within us, haven't we? It's just kind of like a matter of like, kind of how we kind of are seeing things and sometimes it's that just that lens almost that we i think that people have sometimes you know that's like wearing a, a pair of glasses that doesn't really you can't really see clearly through it's just kind of like you know sounds a lot simpler than you know being able to do it but you know that just kind of changing that lens of how we see things isn't it and, yeah, and um, I think it's so powerful you say you know because you can't become what you can't see so i love that you use that that terminology so seeing things and i love that um you also mentioned it's not easy but it's not meant to be done alone as well i love that there's mm. so many amazing you're an amazing coach adam you know there's people like me you know there's oh, so many you. people out there who are you as well. to help you know there's people i've literally built a community of people you know where they're all helping each other on their journey so you don't have to be alone with whatever you're going through and mm. you don't have to be alone in terms of figuring it out there's a lot mm. of people who have made the mistakes <laughs> go make some of the stupid mistakes mm. that um, I have made not even necessarily with that kind of extreme situation I described even like in my career even in my you know as a mother trying to juggle career mm. and life you know, there's mistakes there's things I've learned along the way from working with clients on five continents now you know you working your clients and all the people mm. you've interviewed you have a breadth of experience and knowledge that mm. people can use to shortcut wherever they're trying to go so I see the biggest mistakes sometimes a lot of people make is trying to reinvent the wheel or feeling like, oh, well, I, you know, I've got to kind of carry the whole world on my shoulders. And mm. bottom line is we're never meant to do life alone. Like we are connected by energy. Mm. We are connected. And mm. once you start tapping into people who are aligned energetically to where you want to go, you can really collapse the timeline to get there. Mm. I would say to anybody who's thinking, oh, well, it's not easy and you know, I can't really see how, well, it's not going to be if you're on your own. The fact you're listening to this is, yay, great. But then mm. connect to people. You know, you can reach out to Adam to coach you. You can reach mm. out to me. Like, you know, if mm. I feel like I can help you, there's people to help you see those blind spots that you can't see and help you, like I say, collapse the timeline um, to where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I think that's really, really important, isn't it? And I think, I think sometimes people think, they need to have it all figured out you know 
or they um i think i think especially in today's world like society there's a lot of pressure on people to have things figured out to and i think as well like people don't sometimes always want to reach out or they they because I think it takes a lot, doesn't it, to literally just have that kind of first consultation or just to literally kind of um, yeah. ask for help. And I think it's quite powerful by, you know, someone doing that because through, you know, over time, they can really, you know, change. And Yeah, and, and it's so important that you say that because a lot of people do feel like, oh, I've got to feel like I've got it figured out. Let me let you into a secret. Nobody has it figured out. Like, who saw mm. 2020 coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> nobody has it figured out if anybody tells you they've got it figured out like i want to check their pulse right yeah. so we are living in times of uncertainty um but that's not to say that you know then, then nobody can help me because there's people who are more used to navigating uncertainty there are people who are skilled in um training you your mindset i heard you were learning your nlp different things like that to help yeah. you kind of you know align your belief system so you're taking action in the uncertainty in a way that's conducive to where you want to go so mm. nobody has it figured out number one and yeah. reach out reach out for help because even if nobody has it figured out there's people that know how to navigate based on their past experience and all their training mm. and um you know it's so funny people are like, oh, how can i reach out that initial conversation i get it but trust me every single quantum leap i've ever made into hmm. anything that people are like oh my gosh that's so impressive started off from me reaching out to somebody that I was like, mm. <laughs> like you know literally like I had the audacity given my um background to apply to Cambridge University and now for anybody who doesn't know Cambridge is like the Harvard of the UK yeah, like, yeah. The universities in the world I had the audacity to apply to them because I reached out to somebody who had gone to Harvard and she was like oh, she might as well have yeah. like wings and a hazel <laughs> when I first met her and she, yeah, at this point in my career, you know, her name is, uh, this woman just literally changed my life, mind-blowing. Mm. Um, at this time in my life... And that's okay, that, that's human nature. But if you as a coach can, can, like you said, guide them so that they can see on their own terms, oh my gosh, mm. this is where I'm at, this is where I need to be, this is what it's going to take. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. And going back to practice and discipline, the more they do it, the easier it becomes. And that's how you get people who can stop and look at themselves and go, okay, I got to mm. fix something. But that's really yeah. hard to do. It's hard to teach. Yeah, it's, it, it can be difficult, I, I bet. And I think like it's, it's that person being able to kind of stop for a second and pause, isn't it? And like you said, that, that young girl that you're talking about kind of, you know, I think it, I don't know, like, I, I wouldn't say age, I wouldn't say I blame the age, but I think like, yeah, it's just, she probably had a lot of clarity at that time, you know, just made her realise the way she kind of thought about it, where some people can kind of get defensive and be like, no, it's it's not me, you know, yeah. and point the finger. And if you can actually probably find a place in yourself where you take a step back and look at, about, look at it and think about it, then they can kind of, you know, take it in more probably. Absolutely. And that's how we grow, right? If we don't, if we're not willing to take that time to have that uncomfortable moment and that uncomfortable conversation with ourselves of, okay, I screwed up or I need to change or whatever it is, that growth will never happen, right? We will be victims of the world for life. And you know, those people, I mean, even as adults, they're looking at stuff and, and they're blaming their circumstances on this and the world hates me and woe is me. And I'm so oppressed and everything else. And you're going, dude, 
you sucked at your job, so you got fired. It's nobody else's problem or whatever the case may be because they never mm. learned or they weren't willing to learn. Again, that's the hard part. You have to be willing. They weren't willing to learn that moment of, all right, I got to stop. I'm not perfect and I mm. need to figure this out. Yeah. And that's hard. To, in fact, there's a book, what's it called? Um, Deliberate Discomfort mm. by Jason Van Camp, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah jason van camp deliberate discomfort every human should be required to read this and it's it's literally just about going okay i need to make progress or you know or you're stagnant there is no you're on a, life is a treadmill right mm. it's constantly going there is no standing still you are either mm. fighting forward or you are flying back mm. and it takes these these moments in life where you deliberately go this is gonna suck right it, going back to school right? As a single mom trying to work and do everything else. I know it's going to be uncomfortable. I know it's going to be hard, but I know I, that's what it's going to take to get me over here to grow. Mm. But as humans, 99% of us don't want to do that. We don't because it's uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think like, you know, like you said, life's kind of like that treadmill and it's always going and you know, there's no breaks to it. And, um, it's like I heard a quote, I think it was at Kevin Hart, and he was like, you know, that's, he was saying, you know, the sun's going to come up in the morning, you know, like, with or without you kind of thing. You know, what are you going to do? That sun's going to be up in, in the morning, regardless of what. And it's like you said, um, we don't, we kind of don't like feeling discomfort. We kind of wired to kind of like, you know, seek comfort and, you know, it's a lot easier to see comfort than discomfort. And I think, but like you said, as, as you push through that discomfort, you grow and you become stronger, you know? Absolutely. And you, again, you do a lot of working out, right? You're really active. Yeah. I, 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 I do, I do wait. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Did I just put you on the spot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, it's Sorry. fine. No, it's cool. No, it's fine. I just had to pause. Um, yeah, I, I work out, but I, I do it. I do it, you know, for my own personal kind of fitness. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, through lockdown, I, you know, I did press ups uh, and um, weights and then I just kept doing it over time. But I, I you know, I, I do that. I'm quite humble with it. And I, I do it because it makes me feel good, you know, and I, and I want to look after my body. And yeah, it is hard. Like, you know, you, like you work out as well and things like that. And, you know, but when you, when you're doing it, it's difficult, but then you, like you said, you look back at like a month ago or however long and you, you feel, you know, you can see where you've grown. Absolutely. But you had to take that deliberate discomfort, right. To begin with and go, whether it's your board or you want to make changes, you want to be healthy. You have to go through that, that, uncomfortable stage of okay i'm gonna do this like I, I work out seven days a week two to four times a day like that's what i do wow yeah well you know what are you gonna do but every morning i usually almost every morning i do hard cardio i hate cardio so i hate cardio so much <laughs> <laughs> i hate it and so when i'm down you know in a plank and i start doing everest climbers and i'm like literally have sweat dripping off my face and i can't breathe and i just want to start cursing at the world because i hate mm. this so much um it's that deliberate discomfort 
that brings those results because it'd be mm. so easy just to lay there and be like, I'm skipping this part. I don't like yeah. this part, not doing it. But in order to grow, you have to do it right. In order to build muscle, you have to tear it down. Right. Mm. That's how you build muscle is you have to create all these little micro tears in it mm. and then it rebuilds and then it rebuilds stronger. So it doesn't micro tear anymore. Mm. Um, and again, that's life. We can jump into something, you know, way ahead of where we should be and it's going to be too much. But if we are constantly taking these little uncomfortable steps going, all right, uncomfortable, but okay. Example, I don't, um, I'm not, I'm not great at being social. <laughs> like mm. I, it's just not my thing. And so I was working, I really started working on it last year. And so I would go to social, I go to places and, and my goal was to just smile and say hi to people. Like mm. that was it. Mm. And it was so uncomfortable and I would be sweaty and awkward and I hated it, but yeah. I got so much better at it. So now when I'm walking on the street and I see somebody and I'm like, um, looks like they may be having a, you know, a day I've made all those little micro tears in my, and through this discomfort and I can just go, Hey, have a great day. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, thanks. Right. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. But it takes all that discomfort to get there. Oh, mm. and no one likes yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. And I think like I can relate to that from when I first started working in hospitality team restaurants, like you're kind of thrown in all these different scenarios and so many, it's a very, very social line of work. And I, I'm quite, I'm very social, like as a person, but I'm talking about when I was 16 years old, you know, 10 years ago, I just left school, you know, college. And I remember like, you know, you've got chefs saying stuff, you've got customers and, and it's like, you know, you, you don't, you kind of still trying to find out who you are as well. And, you yeah. know, your confidence and stuff. So you kind of, like I said, a bit like Bambi on ice, you know. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I remember just feeling really overwhelmed. And like I said, like anxious, sweating, you know, going off the tables, not knowing what to say, how to say stuff. But like you said, when you go in all these different situations, you just gain so much resilience and grow. You know, even even if it is hard and difficult, I I would rather like go. Me now would rather go into situations, fail, or find difficult situations and come out. You know what I mean? Go through that rather than not go into those situations at all. Absolutely, and you totally win. You said resilience, like that's one of my favorite words is resilience, resilience and perseverance. And you're right. Like pretty much everything we've talked about, it's all about that resilience. It's physical resilience. It's emotional. It's mental resilience but it takes so much work to get there mm. and you're constantly having to work on it. Like mm. you can feel like you are, you know, you you're at the top of your game. You know who you are and life is good or whatever else. I can guarantee you life is life is about to knock you on your butt and show you, you mm. know, nothing mm. and you're going to start over. Mm. And that's, again, that's that growth and it's yeah. us, <laughs> yeah. but it's grow or die, grow or die. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, exactly. Cause, um, like with with that, like um, that Jerry Diaz guy that I like, he's on Jerry Joe Rogan's podcast, and he was talking about jujitsu, mm -hmm. and he was saying it's very therapeutic in some way because he says you're always constantly learning and improving and self-reflecting because like you could be good at a hold or a certain wrestling move, and then he said one got one time you might do it and someone else is better than you, so he said you know you might have been doing it for eight years but you're still thinking about you know, where you went wrong and where you need to improve and stuff like that. Absolutely. It's that constant activity of constant improvement. Mm, and it's mm. tiring. 
Have you ever noticed that the older you get, the more tired you get? I don't think it's because we're older. I think it's because <laughs> I think it's because we've worked so long. And I don't mean at your job, like every day. <laughs> it's like constant, like climbing stairs all the time. Yeah, it's. I think things can definitely be a grind, isn't it? And um, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, kind of how how kind of what's the word how kind of like resilient and how how can like how kind of resilient and strong people are you know how we how we grow you know and we can adapt to situations it's pretty it's pretty pretty amazing i find it is it is one of the things i studied in my bachelor's degree was a lot of nature versus nurture and are you familiar with mm. the the concept nature versus nurture i've heard of it i've definitely heard of okay it. um <clears throat> so a lot of it is the study of we're born with certain traits right who we are but our parents or whoever raises us instills a lot of that too right and there's there's this balance that no one can seem to find of how much of who we are is nature unchangeable essentially versus nurture what did we learn um and it's it's interesting to to really put those two things together and and to look at people in different situations so ben carson uh, who's who's a politician around here um he grew up in horrific circumstances, absolutely horrific circumstances. And his mother was pretty hardcore on, on, he, on he and his brother. And um, I think it was his brother, yeah. And he ended up turning into this, this, this renowned neurosurgeon, um, mm. a pediatric neurosurgeon at that. And he has done just, just phenomenal things in life. And now he's working as a leader um, in our um, Department of Housing and things like that. Mm. But if you look at so many people who are in his situation, they didn't turn out that way, mm. right? They ended up turning to gangs, drugs, they died young, um, live on welfare, whatever the case may be. And so you stop and you go, how much of it was just him versus how much of it was his mom mm. forcing him to do these things? If we had an answer to that, man, we could solve so many of the world's problems. Yeah. We should work on that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you and I, we're yeah. gonna solve this. Yeah, <laughs> day one. Yeah, goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's, there's an uncomfortable goal right there. We're gonna solve yeah. the world's problems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it is it is interesting. Like you said, when you see certain people and what they achieve and. That's why I, I'm interested in people, you know, because like you see certain people who've done certain things and then. You kind of think to yourself, like, how did they get to that place? You know, why? You know, what made them do that? And why isn't X, Y, Z person doing that? And it's definitely, um, definitely interesting. Like, I think, be, I mean, no one, nobody can be like Elon Musk, for example. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's one rare human being, you know. Yes. Um, but we can kind of, I think, take certain things that he's done, you know, with like in terms of business and entrepreneurship and things like that you can kind of model those side of things you know because i think he he had an you know set in mind what he wanted to do and he did it so we can kind of take those kind of parts from it absolutely and and those i mean he's he's a natural leader in in so many ways and it was funny i was i was thinking about this i think it was just today i was watching some some figure skaters and just semi-recently have people started doing quad quadruples right so they they mm. jump in the air they spend four times and then they land 
before, like nobody did quads. Like it, people were going, I don't think it's really possible. And all it took was one person going, want to bet? And they started landing quads. And now everybody can land quads. And all of a sudden, and it's the same thing with track stars, right? Everyone said, no one's breaking the six minute mile. It was broken. Everybody could break it. No one break the five, the four, whatever else. Yeah. It, but it takes a different type of mentality and resilience. Holy cow, the resilience on, on like Elon Musk and these guys is just incredible because the first step to success is failing. Mm. you're gonna fail you have to mm. fail if you do not fail you will not succeed and elon musk has failed plenty mm. but again deliberate discomfort he's got to go wow that failed <laughs> yeah. what did i learn from that and how do i go yeah. from there yeah. right it's really hard but as soon as one person sees an elon musk in the world and they go oh my gosh this guy's mm. taking on everything and he's in mm -hmm. and, and and he's huge right mm they're going to go, I can do that too. Right. That mm. barrier is broken for them. Whereas before people were going, you can't do that. No one's yeah. done it before. Why, why you can't do that. Nah, now nah, we are our biggest roadblocks by far. Yeah. By far. Yeah, no, definitely. I think like, it's, it's like we kind of all have that kind of critical voice at some point. Do you know what I mean? Um, in our head or in our souls when we do something or sometimes, you know, it's just like, tuning into ourselves, isn't it? And kind of like, believe, you know, let's say like, you know, you know affirmations, beliefs, um, you know, your thought process, how you, you know, how you perceive yourself, isn't it? There's so much to it. Um, you know, like I, sometimes I, you know, I'll be working out and the little voice might go, oh, I'll just, just do this for today. But then yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> but, but, but then I was thinking, but if I just do that, then I'm going to feel, crap later on and then the crazy thing is what i was talking about the other day is like the domino effect yeah like you know how is it like how you start your week you know how you start your morning things like this then scatter out throughout the day and and um until you start thinking about that you kind of really yeah really kind of go to a place don't you where you start to think about things you do. And, and that's what you're talking about again is so much resilience, right? You have to build that resilience in there so that you can, if you start your day or your week off wrong and you're going, you don't just give it all up. So in, in dieting, there's this thing called the what the hell effect. And it's a, if you have a moment and you're supposed to be eating really healthy or whatever, and you just don't, right? You have a moment of weakness because you're human and you go, what the hell? May as well just screw the rest of the day or the week, right? <laughs> Whatever, yeah. I give up, right? That's a really nasty domino effect you just threw in there and you didn't have to, but if you've got mm. the resilience, you can go, all right, I screwed up, mm. going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And just realize you're gonna screw up again. You're going, yeah. you are going to screw up. You will fail. Yeah. Welcome to being mm. human, mm. right? Failure is part of it. Like mm. you're not unique because you failed. Mm. But when we get in our heads, like you were talking about, man, we can go down the toilet fast. We just spiral ourselves down and go, well, I suck at life now. And no wonder that this is a problem and I'm going to be stuck in the situation forever. And I may as well just give up. Okay, dude, you ate a Snickers bar, like chill out. <laughs> it's not yeah. the end of the world. But man, yeah. we are so good at doing that to ourselves and just destroying ourselves. And that's so sad, but yeah. it's human. It's human nature. So if you have that resilience, you know, hopefully you can dig yourself out of your little hole and climb back up. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a picture, and it, it's, it's kind of tying into what we're talking about. And it was um, it was a picture of a, a pipe, and it was made, oh, what's that made of? copper. Okay. It was copper, and it was this this pipe was basically rusting, and it was basically saying, you know, it doesn't basically you know just rust straight away, and it kind of compared that to the the mind, and it was like you know the people you know, we, we don't basically saying like, it's kind of down to us in our mind. We can either be you know, positive or negative. If you're being negative, you're going to kind of rust. Basically, you're going to beat yourself up, you know, yeah. if you choose to. Absolutely. Well, and I'm, I love biopsychology. I'm, I'm totally a bio nerd. Like I hmm. love that kind of stuff. And one of the cool things I learned in biopsychology was if you have negative thoughts or positive thoughts, right? Either way, they actually stimulate your brain differently. No matter, and whichever one you have more of will strengthen more in your brain, right? Just like working out, just like making those uncomfortable decisions in life, things like that. The more you do it, the stronger that gets. So if we have a tendency to be super hard on ourselves, oh my gosh, you're creating this piece in your brain that's going to continue to be hard on yourself and just get worse and worse and worse. And I, I had a I've had people tell me, you know, I'll, I'll do a stream of consciousness kind of thing. They're like, Leslie, what is going on in your head? And I will just mm. stream of consciousness like, Bleh, right? This is what's going on in my head. And they go, oh my gosh, Leslie, would you ever say that like to your daughter? Would you ever tell anybody? Would you ever talk to anybody the way you talk to yourself? And I'm like, no, that would be mm. terrible. <laughs> I would never say the things to anybody else that I say to myself. And they would look at me and they'd say, well, then why is it okay? I'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not, it's not okay, but it's what I have created in my head for so long. Yeah, right? that yeah. That's just my natural thought process. And it has taken a lot of work and time and we're still working on it to get mm. those, those voices and those thought processes changed because it is, phys it is a physical transformation in your brain where the mm. side that was super negative and all these pathways that were so strong, it's time to right, weaken these and strengthen these. Mm, but mm. like working out like discipline and skating anything it takes yeah. time and repetition mm. and time and repetition and that takes resilience yeah no i i agree i think that's a really really good point um it's it's definitely you know real you know when you think about it in that way and instead of people being on autopilot you know just to take you know a few seconds and you know like what you just mentioned that it's almost like a hard wiring isn't it um, and we, we've got the ability to, you know, be aware of that and change that if you want to, you know, it's a choice, isn't it, at the, at the end of the day. And I think people, people are going to have to, you know, people should change for themselves. You know, you can't force somebody to change. It's kind of got to come from within. Um, yeah. It um, does, but in order to come from within, you have to be willing to see it. And that's where mm. so many people fall short because to actually sit back and go, how broken am I inside? Because everyone's broken inside. Nobody's perfect. And that's okay. But to be mm. able to look inside and go, wow, I have this really ugly inner thing going on right now. And I need to do something about it as opposed to just going, <clears throat> I know I'm not perfect and I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Right. Look at my changes. I've done such a good job. Whereas unless those changes have happened internally and it's an intrinsic thing, you're doing it for you, right? Mm. You want to be a better person, even if it's I want to be a better person because I need to be the best person I can for my kiddo. I'm not doing it for her. She just happens to be a good sidekick, right? Mm, mm, mm. 
but it's so hard for so many people to be sincere about mm. that, right? Being in, being um, introspective, that's what I want. Being introspective is hard mm. because we, we all want to be strong. But if you're introspective, you're going to go, look, I'm weak. I've got weaknesses. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I get that. I mean, I, I, I experienced that when I, you know, when I did coaching, you kind of have to be coached. You have to be coached. You can't just yeah. do life coaching. You have to get, go into like, you know, your insecurities and kind of go into the, the dark stuff, you know, to uh, understand what it's like to be vulnerable and what it's like to be on the other side of it. So you understand how that, you know what I mean? You kind of see yeah. both sides. And I think when you, when you tap into things and you own it, and you accept it, you know, that's kind of where change can happen because you start processing it and you start kind of almost like playing around with it, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I think a lot of that goes back to being mindful, going, hmm. right, I've got this, I've got this darkness, I've got this dark side, I've got these issues, whatever you want to call them. And then going, okay, I acknowledge that that's part of me, but I acknowledge that's not who I am. It doesn't, it doesn't, um, define who I am. Mm, mm. Right. Yeah. Now, how do I change it? But mm. you've got to first get to that point where you can go, dude, I got some ugly going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's hard. So good on you. If you can do that, that is phenomenal. And you will be the best life coach because you can do that. Mm. You get it. You understand you've been there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's no, I appreciate that. And I think like, like I said, we're all kind of on our own journey, aren't we? We've all got our own stuff. And it, you know, it's, it's just like I said, it's kind of trying to be aware of it, isn't it? You know, as, as hard as that can be sometimes. And I think like as well, kind of accepting that we do make mistakes and none of us are perfect, aren't we? We, you know, it's, we kind of, I think we live in a world that kind of seeks perfection and things like that. There's a whole other topic, but, um, yeah. yeah, just just kind of like, you know, owning and being it's okay to fail, isn't it? Like you said, you know, with these students that you have and that's how you kind of grow. It is. It absolutely is. And as long as we're all working together and growing together and realizing yeah. that the people around us aren't perfect either and we have grace for them and hope that they have grace for us as we learn and grow, mm. oh my gosh, wouldn't the world just be such a happier place? So yeah. much happier. Just be patient yeah. with people. People are people. You're a person too, right? Yeah. We all, we all yeah. have our moments of stupidity. We all yeah, have our yeah. moments where we hurt. And you don't know what's on the other side of it. Like, you know, through, through us doing this, like, you know, like if we didn't do these things that we're doing, you know, we, we won't be having this conversation now. For example. And, and I, I, I Paul McGee wants to again bring his name up. Him, he talks about failing. The word fail means first action in learning. Wow, yeah. Uh, that, that really resonates with me. It's the first, yeah. you fail. when you fail, it's your first action in learning.